to the other side of Blackpool podcast. And if you live here in Blackpool, this show's for you. From high up in our attic room studio on Church Street, we share the true stories of what life is really like in Blackpool. Stories that are often overlooked, hidden, or under-celebrated. Hello, and welcome back to the other side of Blackpool podcast. Did you hear our latest episode about disabled rights in town? Campaigners said they're stuck in the 1990s. And this is Blackpool, mind you, where more people consider themselves to be disabled than in any other town in England and where poor health is top of the league. Our investigation featured the brilliant Botcher team of Blackpool. Botcher, remember, is a Paralympic sport, a bit like crown green bowls, played seated in a chair or a wheelchair. Botcher Blackpool doesn't have a court to host games on because the council say they can't afford it. So Colin, poor old Colin, a dad to one of the players, has been marking out courts for the team to practice on, on his hands and knees, with gaffer tape, and Colin is 74 years old. It's all par for the course in Blackpool, says Colin, who struggles to get his son into the kind of sports his son will love. My son Christopher is in a wheelchair, yes. He, he, he plays botcher, which I coach, of course. I'm a professional coach on that side. He does netball on a Monday. He goes swimming. He does all of the sports. There's a lot of sports that he would like to do if we could just tweak the areas that will allow him to do them. And at the moment, there is areas that he can't do it. And these are the areas I think we need to address. If I wanted to take him 10-pin bowling, I would have to go to Thornton. Cleveland's or Fleetwood the Carla Grant we have an estab- a place in Blackpool as you know in the town centre but unfortunately it's on the first floor there's two flights of stairs there's no lift and I actually went weeks ago to check it out and there's also steps they have a little ramp inside which I was quite surprised but then when I saw the step up onto the bowling area so it's virtually impossible for a wheelchair user to use that facility and that's number one number two is that he likes archery. He absolutely adores throwing arrows, you know, uh, with, with a bow. But again, we have a situation where we do have an establishment in Blackpool at Bisbon called the Bowmen, Bowmen Club. But if you go and have a look, you've got steps and grassy verges. He, you cannot get a wheelchair to the door. And then again, I don't know if the door's big enough. So we have a situation there. So there's two things that's been taken away from him. And it, all it needs is just a bit of investigation. Other towns do it better, says disabled sportswoman Carla. I'm just astonished um, hearing what Colin's been saying. As a wheelchair user, I play all different sports. Um, I belong to another sports club in Macclesfield, I get around, and um, and we play volleyball, we play basketball, we play all kinds of different things. But, but the the um, the equipment's already there. It's in a it's in a school hall, so they've got all the you know this, uh, equipment there. We've got our own equipment as well, and um, it's sad to know that you are having to do these sports outside of the able-bodied set-up. That shouldn't be the case. Everyone should be included, irrespective of their their disability or ability. And um, it was very shocking to hear that, um, you know, just a, a few things, a little tweak of getting a ramp in for the steps or, you know, it, it's, it's, 
very easily um, adaptable. Did Blackpool Council see any to-dos in the news we brought from sporty and disabled people in Blackpool? They did. Here is Council Officer Laura Ivinson speaking when we first recorded the disabled sports people's struggles in Help, I'm disabled in Blackpool. I'm happy to come in a little bit on the uh, on the archery because we do have um, contact with those clubs. I think it's something that we could potentially pick up and I think because of the conversations that we've had here around, it is around facilities and it is making sure that they are inclusive. What we have probably focused on previously is the del- the delivery and um, the sessions and it's great that they've got um, 100 members but if they facility isn't accessible then we're not going to get more members so I think that could be something that could be picked up as part of a bit of a facilities review with the sports clubs. Well it's been eight long months since that recording and those pledges and we didn't hear any more about step-free access into the Bowman's Archery Club. On 10-pin bowling the council said that they had no links after all with the 10-pin bowling business so couldn't help us with the issues of access there. No one came back to us about the facilities review of inclusivity in Blackpool, nor did anyone from the council ask to update us on any of their plans to drive up membership of disabled sports or sports you don't need much fitness to play. In the course of our investigation, we heard that sports centres in town don't record the percentage of attendees who are disabled. It's all just lumped in concessions. So... How can anyone know if they're driving up disabled attendances in sports clubs? Meanwhile, in one of Blackpool's most deprived wards, Revo, where more disabled people live than anywhere else, and people in poor health, incidentally, a new sports facility is being built. Ground has been cleared for it behind the football club, And you can get a good look at it from the top deck of the number seven as it goes along Central Drive. It's designed to be a football facility. Nothing else but football. Oh, football. What do you need for football? You need feet for football and legs. So a new sporting facility, which is all football. What could be the problem with that? Here's Colin again, followed by the response of Council Officer Laura. And my feelings are, why do we need more? Why do we need more muggers and football pitches? If you drive around Blackpool and look at the green space, and if you gave me an old water bottle and a coat, I could sit there and count the amount of people that would be playing football on the grass. I don't see the logic behind any of it. We all know football is the nation's game. You know, it's 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 an in England's game. It's what we play. Uh, and I am delighted to share today that... Um, you know, I, I um, chair a football development group in Blackpool and despite COVID and obviously all the challenges to all the local clubs at grassroots level and at adult level, um, we've got an increase in, in, in football clubs and teams at grassroots level, uh, which is fantastic for the, uh, for the town. But Colin and the Blackpool Botcher team are in town too and they don't think more football is necessarily fantastic. As a disability club and as a father of a disability lad i have got to ask the question what can my can that accommodate my lad to play football on these pitches 
Now, if you can sit and say, yes, we have got proper door openings, we've got ramps down to the things, the changing rooms are there for a disabled person in a wheelchair, I would be very, very happy to put my hands up and say, good, well done. But I'm sure that isn't the case because people are focused on what you're saying about football and you're not taking into account, and I'm sure I'm right, the disability side. I might be wrong. We have a situation where I think we got asked to tick a box for a, a new 3G pitch that is going to go out onto out on the Stanley Park. And we were asked how we felt about it, and I think we all agreed, not a problem. But if you're spending three to £400,000, and I'm sure that's what it's going to cost because I've done my own work, and you're going to put a 3G pitch in... And the pile is it's an artificial pitch, of course, and the pile is up to 75 mil, to, between 65 and 75 mil. A wheelchair user cannot use a 3G pitch, cannot propel themselves through a 3G pitch. It's impossible. They can do it for a certain amount of time, then fatigue kicks in. They can't wheel themselves anymore. Again, I'm not just saying about the, dis- the, the, the wheelchairs. There's a lot more. There's people with cerebral palsy that, that walk in such a fashion that... A 3G pitch would not accommodate their movements. It's virtually impossible. They would trip over them all the, more times than ever. So, yeah, I know where you're coming from. But I think we've lost the full picture. And I think the picture comes from the people at the beginning, the designers, the architects. They're not educated enough. So you're missing the point. We're going past. We're looking at all the things you're offering for leisure, and I'm 100% behind it. But you've got to take into account the disability. I think it stems and starts from architects not having the knowledge, you know, oh yeah, we put a ramp in, we put three parking spaces outside and we put a disabled toilet in. We've covered the disabled. No, you have not covered the disabled. There's a lot more to it. And in fact, prioritising botcher and sports like it and getting a proper court for botcher on which Blackpool could host games, well, this could be good for the town too. I'm sure there's enough funds or you could raise funds and we could have botcher courts down now and we could have major competitions here, which brings in, you know, money into the sports hall. And I don't see the logic in not sort of moving on it. Colin's spirit and the spirit of the Blackpool Botcher team is backed up by the head of Botcher England, Chris Ratcliffe. Now, I was aware that Blackpool is um, quite a deprived um, local authority, definitely. And there's a very high prevalence of disabled people. There's economic de- deprivation. Um, you know, there's an inactive population. And often for a lot of people who are absolutely scared of being active in one shape or form, Bosher is one of the first starting points in actually, you know, being comfortable of being able to sit down together as a group of other individuals in a like-minded way and playing Bosher actually leads to more physical improvement than outcomes in terms of other activities later down the line if that's what they wish to do. But you can't expect anybody just to turn up and mock up and play football straight away if they've not done any activity whatsoever. So, you know, I get what people talk about, well, you know, football is our most popular activity, but the reality is football and other sports have ample opportunities and other facilities where they can access their activities. And what we have to take into account is the statutory duty of a local authority to provide provision for all of their community. So what did the council say to all this? They said all money being spent on sport generally had to be 
got from a donor and had to be spent according to what the donor wanted. And if that's 100% football, so be it. Here's what they said. The issue that we have is a lot of our funding, it comes from outside organisations and it comes with criteria and guidelines. So a lot of our funding does come from football. This is football. Yeah, the Football Foundation. Football Foundation. Thank you, Laura. And so that tells us then that that pot of money has to be spent on, on football. So that's where the money is, unfortunately, for but that, and those are the guidelines that we have. Um, we can't take money from somebody and, they, and then spend it on something else. So that was the answer from Councillor Joe Farrell, whose role in the council this was at the time, leisure services. Uh, and that really chimes with a statement from the council, which said, the Football Foundation has the money to fund projects in Blackpool and we will never turn money down. What they dictate the money should be spent on, if it's football, it will be spent on that. But what if it's not the Football Foundation putting money in? What if it's the government pouring money into the town? And it is. This from disability rights campaigner Mel Close. Blackpool will have towns fund money. It will have levelling up fund money. It will have shared prosperity money, I assume. Yeah. So at what level do you have disabled people in all of that? There's something about us learning about the economic environment in which we are asking for this work to be done. So the Towns Fund Board, when you say there's no money for uh, disabled people or disability sport or whatever, the government will say, we've given that Towns Fund money to Blackpool and we expect everything they're going to do with it to be accessible. So we don't need to give you a separate pot for disabled people because we expect it all to be accessible. That's what they'll say. So how to make the most of this money coming into the town? This town, Blackpool, where the most disabled people live and the most people in poor health, how can this money be spent in powerful ways that include the very people that live here? Not tourists, residents. Now, this will be our guiding question when we meet disability rights campaigners in Blackpool on Tuesday, the 23rd of May for a laptop lunch. Bring a laptop, get a task. We're going to be fixing this problem in a small group and lunch is thrown in. Come and join us at the Highfield Hub on Highfield Road, South Shore on Tuesday, the 23rd of May, 12 till 2. Bring a laptop. If you can't bring a laptop, just bring yourself. Get in touch with us on the Other Side of Blackpool Facebook page to let us know you're coming. We'd love to meet you there. In the meantime, thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Other Side of Blackpool podcast for people who live here all year round. We're a dream of the Poverty Truth Network in Blackpool and the Fylde Coast. Find out more at povertytruthnetwork.org. If you like us, follow us and leave us a review. 